is back, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new season, brand new dawn for Formula One. Lights out and away we go. Uh, welcome back to another episode of F1 Underground Podcast, that wave. <laughs> um, as always, we're the brand new podcast on the Underground Network, focusing on all things Formula One. Um, my name is Casey, that's Owen. <laughs> uh, today we're going to we're gonna go through some different things, different things from the week. Um, it's a slow week. Yeah, it's a slow week. I need a race week to come back. I need Baku next week. I can't yeah. wait to talk about normal content. Um, and then we're just going to do, like, two fun things at the end. Um, and F1, I'm going to give Owen two options and F1 this or that. He'll up the pick. And then comparing F1 drivers to other professional athletes. So we'll go from there. Oh, I didn't. Um... I would. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, there you go. I would really like to say before we get into this, too, that I'm upset that you have the doll in the background on the couch. Oh, my God. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really upset about that. It's really creeping me out. Normally, That's- you can't see it. That is horrifying. Oh, I'm sorry to anyone not watching the video, but I'll in. I have Felicity, the American girl doll. So she sits, normally she sits on this chair, but normally the way I angle the camera, you can't see her. So <laughs> thank you for telling me. <laughs> Shouldn't sit on any chair. Need to get rid of that thing. At least her eyes or her hat was pulled over her eyes. Um, <clears throat> okay. All right. First off, wait, I didn't. Meme of the week. Do you have one? One. Should I do have one. Um, it's it's not so much a meme. Um, I just Mine's not was, really meme easy. I just either. thought it was funny. Um, this is again. From the Formula Dank subreddit. Um, my new favorite subreddit. This is like my new favorite subreddit. It's fantastic. This was posted by Fish Teeth sixty nine four twenty. Very very good. Um, yeah, that's a username. <clears throat> so it's a beginning a beginner's guide to Formula One teams, and it's essentially it's kind of just like a flow chart that like mm-hmm. goes down to like, and it's just asking you like yes or, yes or no questions. So it's like. Do you like winning? Yes or no? So it's, I'll tell you the two that I found the funniest. And then I'll tell you the one that I, I ended up on. So it says, do the first one top of the tree says, do you like winning? It says, yes, no. If you go Mm -hmm. to no, it immediately points you to Williams racing. (laughs) So I enjoyed that because they're literally right at the top of the tree. Like that's, that's it. Like Williams racing. So then it goes, poor William. So then it goes, do you like winning? Yes or no? You can do yes. It then asks you, do you have a superiority complex? And it says yes or no. If you go to yes, it brings you to two other options that say, I'm delusional? Or is it because you're actually good? And under those teams, is it because you're actually good is Red Bull. Red Bull. And then I'm delusional is (laughs) Mercedes, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. That's okay. So... I just thought it was really funny. So then it, it like brings you all the way down. There's a whole bunch of different teams, but I just, I think it's really funny. And then the one that I ended up on was, do you like winning? Yes. Do you have a superiority complex? No. 
Do you like to support underdogs? Yes. Do you want a competitive team? Yes. Do you make weapons for Russian terrorists? No. And I ended up, <laughs> I ended up at Alpine. So yeah. I'm okay with that. There you go. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. You have to, I'll have to apply that one to figure out. I can send um, it over to you. Mine's not really a mean oh. either. It, the buzzing's what? back again. Can you hear it? No. Yes. Can, you can hear it? Yeah. Oh my god, what the heck? How bad is it? Pretty bad. Having some uh, technical difficulties. Keep talking. I'm gonna. Um. So let's see what else is on here. See if I can describe anything. Um. There is. Oh, there's another. There's a what? Wait, can you hear me now? Better. Does it sound yeah. better or no? Yes, it sounds better. Okay. I just won't look at my iPad. But it's never happened before, so I don't know why it's doing that. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Go ahead. What were you going to say? You have another one? So there's another picture that <laughs> says, it says 2010 to 2013. It's a picture of Lewis Hamilton, and it says, Vettel's dominance could bore fans. And then it says 2014 to 2020, and it's a picture of Lewis Hamilton on pole. Like on a pole celebration, and then it mm. says 2022 to present for Stappen's dominance could bore fans. So it's just making fun of him being like, "Whoa, this is you know, if this one person's really dominant, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be good. It's gonna bore a lot of fans and blah blah blah." And then from 2014 to 2020, he was the most dominant racer and was winning everything just like Max Verstappen is now. So yeah, I thought that was I thought Red that was a funny one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my mine's not actually a meme either. There's just memes that were born from it. It was the video. Well, we all saw them filming it during the Australia Grand Prix with the Ferrari boys, and they had those crazy goggles on. So there was no context when you were seeing them film it. So you had no clue what was going on. But the video, apparently the goggles turned everything upside down. (laughs) Like, so, like, if I was looking at you, you'd be upside down. So then they made them do, like, they made them do, like, the driver reflex test. Um some like weird paddle ball game and then like just shooting a soccer ball into a net with the other one as the goalie. But the, it was, it's like eight minutes of just pure chaos because they're so funny. I think Charlotte Claire might say, wait, 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 wait. Like if you take a shot every time he says, wait, you'd be dead before the video is halfway over. <laughs> Good. They're both just like, it's, there's, it's so funny. The stuff that came from it, he's like yelling Carlos's name. And then they like are supposed to get a point to see who wins at the end. And then they both end up tying. And Leclerc's like, well, that was disappointing. But yeah, that one was, now that you know what the video was, it was totally worth it. It was per- it was so funny. I have been seeing screenshots of the video um, around. And I've been meaning to watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it. It's, I don't know how, um, it's, what's her name? Laura. She's always, she's on F1 TV. The, I can't think yes. of her last name, Laura. I can't, so she's I can't doing remember it. her last name either. I don't know how she, like, if I was the host, I literally would just be like, I would be peeing my pants. I'd be laughing so hard because they're just like <laughs> nonstop. I don't think I've ever heard the two of them laugh 
so much. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch this video after we record just to just to see it. Yeah, no, it's so funny. There's been like rumors of them, you know, having a not so great relationship this season. But after that video, I think that was PRP Ferrari PR being like, we gotta fix this relationship. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was I so can, funny. I the stuff that. that came from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was our memes of the week. Um, memes of the week. Okay. Diagrams of the week. Diagram. Yeah, diagrams of the week. Videos of the week. Weekly news. Where did my... So we'll start off with... Um, I was actually happy... Is it back? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, wait. If I just... Do your headphones have mics on them? Yes, but I don't know how they sound. No time like the present. Say it again. Can you hear me? Yeah, they're not great, but... Okay, okay hold on. No. Mm-mm. How about just my MacBook? That's better. Still not great. Oh, my God. This is so freaking annoying. Wait, wait. Are you still on your MacBook right now? Yes. Oh, that sounds fine. That sounds fine. Okay, I'm gonna just keep it like this. Okay. Yeah, it took it took okay. a little time to adjust. My bad. Okay. All right. Now we can jump into the news. Yeah. Hopefully our Sorry technical difficulties people... are. This is just getting thrown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw it back there. I'm so annoyed. Okay. What the um... fuck that shit? <laughs> Sorry to our audio listeners or even the video listeners because been delayed like two minutes now okay but other than that so the news i'm actually happy we are recording today because the news came out today of the what happened with carla signs so it came out that they were actually going to be obviously we knew they were appealing their the fia's decision on carla signs penalty at the end um so the other day it came out that he was having a virtual hearing today the 18th so i was like please have a decision so it literally, I think this, I saw something was like two hours long, the hearing. That was it. Uh, and there was like, the decision was like imminent. Like it literally didn't take long. So um, Chris Medlan, I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff. He's an F1 journalist. His stuff comes up a lot of time. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Seen. Uh, what's it called? So he tweeted today all about it. So the Ferrari's petition for a right to review into Carlos Sainz penalty in Australia is dismissed. The stewards deemed there was no significant and relevant new um like data or elements to take in so apparently they brought they argued with telemetry from signs car a witness statement from carlos signs and some of the post-race comments um that they thought were significant and relevant why are you smirking can you hear me because you could hear the mic you can hear the motorcycle above you (sighs) that's all right that's better than the squeaking or the the, the pausing um so they said the stewards obviously said the telemetry was fine, but this is the best part. It's so funny. The memes that came from it, so fast. So apparently, Carlos signs his statement. He blamed low grip on the cold tires and that his the sun was in his eyes <laughs> on the first corner. <laughs> yeah. I was I was reading um, the article on F1.com that came out after the decision was made public. And... I saw that I didn't see the sun in his eyes because I don't think they put that in that article. But I did see the rear, like the grip and the cold tires, like Uh excuse, I guess, for lack of a better term. Which, like, 
I kind of was like, all right, like, whatever, like, sure, like, that makes it more difficult to stop, absolutely, like, yeah, um, the sun in the eyes, though, that is just, that, that, that's not, like, if you had the sun, like, you, someone put a screenshot automatically of Logan Sargent during that same corner, and I don't know how he saw, the sun glare is literally the whole picture, like, you can't even Um, see anyone else, it's like, it obviously just wasn't Carlos Sainz that was blinded by the sun. <laughs> but it was, someone was literally like, that oh, meme, geez. and it was like, is, this, is the sun bothering you? With, like, the guy pulling the gun towards the sun. Oh, yeah. Or there was, um, what was the one? Someone photoshopped, like, Charlotte Claire's face into the Teletubby sun, and it was like, what Carlos Sainz <laughs> saw. Yeah, that that could have been my meme of the week right there. Oh, that's what good. came that out today. Been a meme of the week. I know, but that's yeah, good. it was the it was so funny and like just kind of a I feel like a stupid um reason to include that the sun was in his eyes when yeah, you're an I mean, F one driver battling <laughs> the elements sometimes. <laughs> if you're looking for like data and like new evidence to like try to like fight this the strongest argument is definitely not oh i had the sun in my eyes and be like all right so did everybody else not everybody else crashed into like not everybody crashed into somebody else like i will say i i do i did like ferrari's response to it um they posted carlos put a response out too yeah ferrari's response i didn't see carlos's but i saw ferrari's and it, it was essentially just like you know, we know, we know that, you know, the FIA is not supporting us in here, you know, naturally we're upset, but you know, we're just going to keep on, we're going to keep on going. Basically we're going to move forward. We're going to move past it and basically move on to different races and get ready for those. Um, Yeah. Carlos kind of said the same stuff. He just said that he was very disappointed. Um, What's it called? And that like two weeks later, he thinks the penalty, um, what's it called? The key to this was talking about the consistency and decision making of the penalties this season hasn't been good. So that's why I think he's more pissed because. Well, yeah, you have, you know, I can't remember if we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, but the difference in the penalties between Fernando Alonso and Carlos Sainz in terms mm-hmm. of the, the length of time it was taken it to give to them to like apply to the, the drivers. Yeah. You know, obviously Fernando took like. 30 30 40 laps something like that and carlos was yeah carlos was five seconds after he was done or like five seconds after it happened there was a a penalty applied to him um but yeah i mean like i said i think as as annoying as it is you're now two weeks past it the decision is done yeah it's it to me it's kind of just like wipe the hands and and move on like, you should. I feel like you should have known you weren't <laughs> going to win when it took them that long to decide a virtual hearing was needed. Yeah, that yeah, because that to me, it, for them to decide that long, for yeah. like we're going to have a meeting about it is like I don't want. We don't want to have this meeting. Like yeah, they we're going like to try to push it off time. as much as we can because we don't want to do this. Like I feel like the meeting was over two hours just to like satisfy Carlos and Ferrari. If <laughs> I yeah. knew what their decision was. And I, they, yeah. I can't, even, I can't even remember. Let me look back. I tweeted that like the decision was. Okay, I tweeted at seven fifty five a.m. Yeah, okay. So the that Chris Medland tweeted at seven forty nine a.m. our time. The 
Um, oh, wait, no. Sorry. Hold on. Take it back. Was this this morning that you were tweeting? Yes. Okay. So I tweeted, I saw that the, the meeting was over and we were waiting on a decision at 7.27 a.m. By 7.45, the decision was posted. So like, <laughs> yeah. Ferrari just waited to, for, to make sure their Zoom was fully closed. And then <laughs> yeah. And then like, they decided to I was like, talk. okay. Yeah. They were like, what do you want to talk about? You want coffee or? <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah. It was not, it was not worth it. But uh, yeah. Like I said, it sucks. Like, of course, yeah, you had... don't want to see the difference between Fernando and, and signs again. But, like, again, like, at the same time, it's like, all right, two weeks. We got a race yeah. in, you know, in two weeks. Kind of just like, okay, we're done. We're, we're done. We're done here. Like, let's move on. Let's focus. And I, I think know, I Ferrari like... has bigger issues bigger. to worry yeah. about than a price <laughs> penalty awesome. from two weeks ago. Yeah, so that's what people, then I saw someone, they're like, Yuki points, Yuki's still in the points before celebrating, because Yuki would have been out of the points, I think, if he... Oh, yeah. If he would have, if it would have went through, because what, Carlos would have ended... Carlos would have ended... Fourth or fifth? No, he ended outside the points because of the... That's right, he ended, I was thinking about the math, I was thinking about the math wrong, he ended 12th, but yes, he would have been somewhere in the four to six range. Yeah, like is where he would have he would have been for a final position. But I also saw someone today post after like Carlos posted his um, statement. Someone said this makes me this brings up the point that I always think about like when different things like this happen. If these drivers were in Hamilton's shoes after Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one, how they would react? <laughs> like yeah, if they, that's a really like, good point. <laughs> like yeah, I think the person the probably the best person it happened to was. Hamilton because yeah he was pissed but still that's someone's like I feel like any other driver would have been pissed off like if it happened to Max Verstappen go oh god we would oh, <laughs> we the don't hear the end of burn. it now but <laughs> god almighty yeah so I thought I know once I knew that they were doing the hearing today I was like oh cool we'll have actual <laughs> news that happened the day up actual record, news so. um and then moving on, this kind of really isn't news. It's just Zach Brown giving interviews like he does every week. I think the man might speak more about his drivers than anyone, any other team. Um, so he – it was an article with him. Um, he said that there are zero exit clauses in Lando Norris McLaren's contract. Um, and his quote says, he is very happy here, and he sees the progress we are making. First off, what progress, but that's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> And then seeing a lot of progress as of yet, Zach. Yeah. There was another one, another quote from him saying that he expects Piastri to be on the same pace as Norris um, this year. And he says, we want what we, what we want to have is two drivers that are pushing each other. That's what you want out of your two drivers to know that it's down to you as a team to provide them with a car to get you to the front. Again, we haven't seen it yet, but sure. Okay. Um, (laughs) The front. That seems a little. Yeah, uh, I mean, I do fetched. always forget that Norris was on the podium last year in Imola, and that is coming up. So, I mean, you never know. <laughs> That's true. You never know. They could have a day that everything lines up for them, and, and yeah. everything goes really well. But, but I always like it was. It was a hypothetical I thought of. I said when he said that he thinks Piastri will performing as well as Lando. I said, do you think the minute? I don't think this will happen to Lando because I think Lando is still obviously young and in the beginning of his career, not like Daniel Ricardo. But I said, if you think if it happened that Piastri started outperforming 
Lando Norris? Does he does Lando Norris get the Danny Rick treatment from McLaren and slowly get pushed to the side? Have the next driver can, be signed and you don't really know. <laughs> I can see him. I don't think a whole Oscar, like I don't think a whole situation like with Danny Ricardo would happen again because I think McLaren came under a lot of fire for that. Yeah. So I could see like their PR department being like, Hey, don't, don't do that again. But I definitely can see them. If Piastri starts outpacing Norris, I can definitely see them like kind of pushing Norris to the side and more than just a, like, like Piastri's driver one Norris's driver two type deal. Like, like I can see it being like, you know, Piastri's car might be tuned a little bit more than or a little bit mm-hmm. better than Norris's, or like a little bit more time would be spent for Piastri on like a testing ring or or the Norris. Like just small, small stuff like that that will small I think yeah. will definitely have an effect. Um and it's just yeah, I can definitely see it. I would hope just because you're right, Landon Norris is still very young, he's still a very talented driver. Yeah. Um and I, I think, think Zach Brown, I think, is literally in love with Lando Norris. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's raised him. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think he would. Yeah, I don't it would be somewhere in the middle ground. Because like I said, I he it yeah. wouldn't be the full Daniel Ricardo treatment because I don't think McLaren wants to do that to themselves again. That would again be like they already shot themselves in the left foot with Daniel Ricardo. They're then if they do this with Lando Norris, mm-hmm. they're gonna shoot themselves in the right foot. So it's like, don't do it again, but Yes, I can see them. I could definitely see like little differences between their training methods or their, you know, just small things between Piastri and Norris that will make all the difference on the track. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they have two very similar drivers in style right now. So I don't think they're, but they just had a better car, but we'll see. They need Still a very call. early yeah. in the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting tidbit. And like I said, there's always, I think even like every week, there's something from Zach Brown. I mean, last week we had that he wanted to box Total Wolf. So <laughs> he's always. <laughs> Which I'm still down for. Still absolutely down for saying. <laughs> I would love that. Um. Yeah, no. So, but moving on, moving on. Um. So I obviously, if you're in America, not even if you're in America, there was like historical rain in Florida last week. At the end of last yeah, week, yeah, it got, um, it got most of, battered. Yeah, like Miami, Fort Lauderdale, they were all. Yeah, they won. Miami, Fort yeah. Lauderdale, was all like super flooded, and in Miami, we mean the racetrack for in a few weeks was the race, completely specifically covered. the racetrack. Yeah, specifically the racetrack. Like covered in water. I mean, they wanted a water feature last year, so that's right. They had fake water this year. They have real water. No, they do have real water this year. I saw there's gonna be pools throughout the um paddock area. But yeah, so I saw there was obviously memes come from that right away. It was like lights out and away we go, and then it was like the drivers sitting in boats, <laughs> sailboats, like they got kayaks. You know, like having no, not even kayaks. Like, <clears throat> oh my god, they should just start rowing. <laughs> They could have. They should like, do team rows with mm-hmm. the team principals as the um the person who shouts. 
on there. Yeah, I can't think the of their names. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what their name is, too. You know what? I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Okay, good. What I knew this part. This those, speaking. What do those people do? What do those people like? People. I understand they keep, they keep, like, I logically, I understand what they do, right? They keep the pace. The people the that rowers. yell? Yes, the people that sit on the boat and just literally yell. Well, because... They keep the pace leaving, of the... Yes, like I'm saying, logically and techni- technically speaking, I know exactly what they do. They're keeping the pace for the rowers, so that way all the rowers are pulling at the same time. You're generating the yes. most amount of force. But, like, what else do you do? Like... So, like, I think they also say, like... Are, like, their arms are burning. Like, yeah, but I think like if maybe they start going a different way, then they get them back on track. I don't know. They ha- that person, that person, I can't remember the name. Look it up. Look up what the actual term is. I don't even know how to. Um, person that yells. <laughs> sits at rowing. The end of a boat. We'll get back to F one topics. I promise. <laughs> Ox Wayne. There you go. So I the think rowing that, that crew, the coxswain is a member who do, who does not row but steers the boat and faces forward towards the bow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they steer. And they, they also steer. have to be like the smallest person because they're like standing. I think it's like I remember. I feel like I know people. Someone that was that person. Like they have to be physically small. Yeah. And have like a certain weight. But fun topic. That's um. just my short. That's my short rant. Um. Okay. I added something else to the weekly recap that I completely forgot about, but I put it after your Daniel Ricardo, so you can oh. go next if you want. Um, yeah. So I saw a, I saw an article today that Christian Horner he was in an interview I forget for what, but he basically he confirmed that we would see Daniel Ricardo back. Oh yeah, I saw this in a Red Bull in a Red Bull car um, this season for testing. Um, which is like, all right, that's, that's great. Like, you have to expect that as a reserve driver. But there was something okay. in the article, you know, Christian Horner points out, he goes, even with Daniel not driving, he's still probably one of the most popular drivers out of the entire grid. Um, oh, yeah. Just because of his popularity from Drive to Survive and everything. And he seems to have the most, like, bubbly personality out of all the drivers. So people are naturally gravitated towards him. And... I thought about it and I was like, Red Bull should capitalize on that in terms of like, like if he's going to, if he's going to do testing, like record it, post a video, like post a video to YouTube. I don't know if Red Bull's racing team has a YouTube channel. I'm sure they do. I think they do. I think a lot of teams do like the weekly race video recaps. Yeah. Like put, like put it up on YouTube because people I know would love to see that. Oh yeah. Especially with the dominance that Red Bull has, we haven't seen Daniel Ricardo in a good race car in so long. So even if it's testing, like I wouldn't be shocked that that video does super, super well. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's such a good thing for like Red Bull's PR of just like, Hey, here's Daniel Ricardo doing a couple laps around the track. And like, you post his times, you see what he does. Like I just, I thought it was, they should, they should capitalize. I mean, the man loves America, I think, more than Americans. So they should capitalize. I'm sure he'll be in Miami. I'm sure. I also am sure he'll be in Vegas because I think the reason why we're going to Vegas is, I mean, we're not going to Vegas. The reason F1 is going to Vegas. I wish. 
<laughs> you have ten million dollars to go. Um, nope. Yeah, I think they if they really want to capitalize, they also have him do a test run at an American race because yeah, he is American. I think he's of honorary American. So <laughs> yeah, it was just something cool that I saw that I was like, oh, I was like that. First of all, like I got excited. I was like, oh, I hope we get to. Yeah, I hope so- we get to see that. Like. Just to I got excited too when I saw that dominant car, like to see what times he can post and everything. And like the other thing too is is Christian Horner was talking about it of like he's super happy where he's at now, Danny Ricardo. But like mm-hmm. I think Christian Horner kind of like not teased, but like maybe implied a little bit. He's like, I kind of hope he gets his like love for like the driving back driving through this back. way and everything. Like so, I would yeah. But I just thought it was cool because I was like, all right, sweet. And like, we get to see Daniel Ricardo in a good race car. We got to see him back on the track. And I swear to God, if Red Bull doesn't post anything about it, I'm going to be livid. Like, oh, they will. I mean, they were posting, they were hyping him up, and he was just in Australia because it was in Australia. So well, I yeah, know they will. Yeah. They're going to, they will post and like hype him up that he's back and driving in the car. But. Yeah, I, when I saw saw that too, I was like, yes, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, I was I was really excited when I saw it. He but might have been was... when I first started watching. Sorry, people. When I first started watching Drive to Survive, I was obviously drawn to him because he is the face of the show. Like if you, oh my god, yeah, he is that first season. He is the face of the show. He and is then, absolutely the face of the show. Yeah, and then my interest went elsewhere. But <laughs> yeah, he he's was just, the first. He's just very like the first season. He just does a good job of just like. He's like the most like personable and like standout personality of it. So it's like, oh yeah, people like instantly know like who he is, like who he's driving for. Like it's just he's a standout character, and he's always been that kind of character. Yeah, like I was interesting. Like, like when he announced that he wasn't going to be on like at every race, people were like, "Well, who's going to be the personality of the paddock?" So I'm like, no one can be the personality of the paddock. <laughs> Ricardo's not there. I'm like he was. One of a kind, but yeah, <laughs> it, it'll be yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I will definitely be watching every practice session if when he's testing because yeah, I'm probably his on boards because I want to see his times in that missile of a car. So <laughs> I would love, oh god, and I'm I'm standing with Christian Horner on it. I would hope to God that being in that car, I hope to God it, it like it back. reinvokes like his like mm-hmm. love for like going that fast and winning and everything and yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, um, I also <clears> just <throat> thought of three, uh, three. Really quick, three, three other things. Hold on. Yeah, they're quick. Um, crap. I tweeted. Well, a lot of stuff actually happened today. Um, so apparently, Zanvort and Silverstone could lose their place in the F1 calendar in the future. Did you see that? Because they're privately funded, which I means see. that they can't make room for higher. A hosting cost if they're asked by the FIA. So, like, if they don't have enough money, they could disappear. Like, Silverstone, one of the most historical That There's circuits. no way that would happen. And then they tweeted, literally, uh, this one account, it's like a Red Bull update account, tweeted later on, that they're looking, FIA wants to add a fourth race, and then some more outside of Europe. So, I mean, that had the Europe fans, like, freaking out, because God forbid the sport grows. They don't want there to yeah. be any... Uh, <laughs> sport fans outside of Europe that can go to races. But yeah, I saw those two things. Well, adding the more races that ties back into the whole, this Max Verstappen retire. Quit. Yeah. Type thing. He said he will. 
I say I by we have to see if he's bluffing or not. I don't think he's bluffing. I say by what twenty thirty. There's like thirty races, and he'll probably be gone. <laughs> he'll probably be gone. Um, I have seen clips though that man streams like e racing, like uh, video game racing, all the time. Oh yeah, he's always on. I've too. seen like various clips. I think he has his own like team, but literally he is on all the time. <laughs> yeah. I like I'm the man just probably eats, sleeps, and breathes racing. Racing. Oh, some, he definitely does. Some form, whether it's in real life or it's virtual. Like Yeah. Um, and then second thing last thing before I move on to the other thing that I added. Um <laughs> it was came out it was a, an article about how Carlos Sainz Contract ends with Ferrari in 2024. So does Leclerc's. But uh, Carlos yes. Sainz also ends in 2024. So with Audi coming. Oh, I thought obviously... I saw something about this earlier. So obviously there's been rumors that Audi's going to want Mick Schumacher because German, German, the yes. name. And this is when Sebastian Vettel comes back and becomes team principal also, I think, because, like, why not? So that's going to happen. But apparently the rumor is that Carlos Sainz, they want Carlos Sainz to be at the driver pair. I saw... I didn't Someone was like, yes, give me a it. Nepo team. Give me a Nepo baby team. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I saw, I saw an article that was like, Audi going after big name drivers, and the picture below it for the thumbnail was Carlos Sainz. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. And I just like never clicked on it. I should have yes. clicked in. That's the rumor that they want Carlos Sainz and Mick Schumacher. I mean, Mick Schumacher makes perfect sense for Mick Schumacher Audi. makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that like that, perfect sense. I'm not shocked by that at all. No, um, but yeah, I thought that was. I was like, ooh. I mean, I think I saw something. I think 2024, like the silly season, then the silly season they call it, is going to like it's like half of the like we thought last season was crazy. I think next this season and next season, it's like literally the whole grid will be either changing teams or the drive drive. I can't wait. Yeah, for that. Oh God. Drive to survive. Also, can't wait so for my excited. next point that I wanted to talk about. Did you see any of this? No. Um, okay, so Ferrari's the brother of Ferrari's chairman tweeted. He was going off. Oh, no. Someone asked him something about. Um, this is probably also why Carlos Sainz will be leaving. So apparently. He tweeted, Ferrari needs seriousness and a winning team in the pits and outside. That's what he wrote on Twitter. All these tweets have been deleted, by the way. Oh, this is like his brother is like the head of Ferrari. He also tweeted, it's time to wake up. Enough with the politics and games like this. We will never win in all caps. <laughs> wow. He then went on to take a shot at Santander, the bank that's their like major sponsor. Yeah. And is this is also deleted. Um he tweeted Santander for me, terrible bank. Also tweeted so apparent, but I didn't know this. Santander was a sponsor years ago, before Bonato was team principal. He brought them back, but it right. was a sponsor when it was like Fernando Alonso and was Kimmy. I think Kimmy might have been his team. Like so, apparently uh, because that's... they're a Spanish bank, oh, their politics when there's a Spanish driver gets over like. Even like apparently Kimmy was the better driver that year. They're like one first few races, and then next thing you know, kind of like last year. Next thing you know, um, what's his name's car was like not working. 
And Fernando Alonso started having the better strategy. So last year, people are saying, like Ted Kravitz saying that the wrong driver won in Silverstone. Carlos or Leclerc was doing so well. And then all of a sudden, Santander started playing their politics again. And like wow. I remember people were people were calling it out before. It's always been like a rumor that literally people on Twitter call it Sainz Tander. Like they changed the beginning to include <laughs> Carlos Sainz's last name. Um and like I think after Silverstone, they tweeted or like Ferrari did their after race post about Carlos winning. And like Santander completely disregarded Charles Leclerc and literally put like winners win. That's what their comment was. Nothing oh, about man. like Leclerc like and his strategy getting effed up. Yeah. So that's what people are like what's actually what's happening. But yeah, those tweets have been deleted. I would love to have been on the phone call with brother and brothers. <laughs> those are some heavy accusations. Like Yeah. Damn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, oh man, I miss that now. But that is fantastic. That is so someone apparently, uh, I didn't see the actual tweet, a Charles Leclerc fan page retweeted it and said, the only person in Ferrari who will always be there in difficult times for Charles. And like retweeted it and they're like, thank you. And he, he um, replied to the comment admitting, I don't even want to be president. But that's literally, like, <laughs> his brother was probably like, who let him have his phone? <laughs> yeah. It was literally like over the weekend, all of a sudden you just like woke up and these tweets were going. Like flying out. I don't know what prompted him. Maybe Santander Apparently the dude's really pissed. Have... That's, what, that's what prompted him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what turned out we thought was a slow week. Didn't really end up being a slow week. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. That is good. All right, so now you got to fill me in on more news because I don't okay, know this okay, stuff either. Me... I do a great job of keeping up with the topic we're talking about. <clears throat> this is – so it's kind of – I would say old at this point, but it's really not old because it just there's like more and more developments. So, oh wait, I do have an a, I do have a point to put onto this, but I'll I'll tell give the whole okay. rundown and then I'll yeah. This is not history with Casey. This is um pop culture of F one with Casey. <laughs> oh, that's an awful name. We can't go with that. Um, F1. Okay. Oh, we do need a so, segment for you though. So. I've talked about this podcast before, the Pit Stop Boys. Have you, I, mm-hmm. It's like two guys. Their whole premise when they started, they started the podcast like a year ago. Their whole premise when they started is they were new fans. They got into it because they were dri- of Drive to Survive. They knew nothing about the sport. So, like, their podcast was as they're releasing episodes, they were learning about the sport. Right. Which, cool. People are like, oh, okay. Like, you're in the same boat as us. Awesome. Fine. Yeah. They got all these opportunities. They've had Will Buxton on their podcast. They've had physios on their podcast, like head engineers from Red Bull on their podcast, drivers on their podcast, wow. um, like including Ferrari boys that a podcast with them. They've had F two drivers on there. They did this whole thing. Like they've had, they have YouTube videos and stuff. Also, they've been invited to paddock like all over killer opportunities that anyone would want to right. get. Absolutely. So, there's this other podcast called Screaming Meals. I've only ever listened to like clips of it. They've come up. It's like most of them, a few of them are in IndyCar now, um, but they also went through like F2 and F3 and stuff. But there are, they, it's like they're actual drivers in IndyCar and grew up doing formula stuff and they have a podcast. So they, last week they did an episode with the Pit Stop Boys. The Screaming Meal podcast also always, they're always drinking wine. So it gets a little, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Rambunctious. 
so but that's the sides besides the point. So in the middle of the episode, the two boys from the Pit Stop podcast, their names are Jake and they call him like Fabs for short. I think it's like Fabio. That's the one guy's name. He, Fabio, looks like an asshole on the camera. He's wearing like sunglasses. I can't see it. Someone said you look like Andrew Tate, and I can't not see it now whenever I see the clip. Oh, God. So in well, the middle of. Perfectly. Yeah. So he's in front of all these legit race car drivers, says that no one cares about the racing. No one watches racing for the racing. They care about the lives of the racing drivers. And then goes on to say, and one of the Screaming Meal boys continues and saying, like, yeah, they're a fan base, which they've talked about before, that they're, the Screaming Meals fan base is mostly women. Right. They don't care about the racing. Like, so that kind of blew up because people are like, yeah, I'm just waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning to watch 20 cars go around in a weird circle. Like, right. Like, yeah, I'm, no, I actually, like, people were up in arms about that, with that they do care about the racing. Like, and they basically said that they, they don't really care about the racing, the pit stop boys. Meanwhile, they've been given all these opportunities that anyone would literally do anything to get. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently I people were always wondering how they had such a big following pretty quickly, but apparently the one guy had a YouTube channel with a few a decent subscriber following right. when they started. And he also was a big into like I think betting with football, soccer. So but they started doing this like F one one, which clearly now you just know that they were in it for the money and right. exposure. Like they don't really care. People are like, I get it, you were new fans, but you've been a fan of the sport for a year now. You've been invited, you've met these drivers, you've met people in the sport. Learn something. <laughs> yeah, learn that. Learn. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what people were like comparing it, because then when the Screaming Meal boys say, like, talking about their specific fan base, that's when, like, women fan, girl fans took offense, because, like, if you were a girl and it was our podcast and we were too girls knew nothing about the sport and learning it because we were drivers five fans we would be ridiculed that's like the bottom line it's happening right. to multiple people i follow on tiktok and stuff such so people are like not just because you're fans like get over that <laughs> um they also apparently not apparently um there was another driver on there juan manuel carrera i hope i said that correctly i've been practicing so i did want to mess it up sound correct so he was an F2. He was the other driver in the accident with um, Antoine Hubert when he died. Oh, okay. So he was the other driver. He was in, he's literally a walking miracle. He had to learn how to walk again, went back through working his way back up to racing, lost, like, he had to be told that Antoine was dead when he woke up, like, out of a coma. Like, he had right. no clue. So he's sitting on the couch. So apparently I thought he was invited to the podcast. I went back and watched it. He was not invited. He just like kind of showed up. But the pit stop boys literally turned to him, the one, and said, I have no clue who you are. Oh, that's wonderful. Like, and he had to sit there. The um, JMC, I'll go for short, had to sit there while he had to hear them say that no one cares about the racing. Someone who literally almost lost his life. Liz lost his racing, life. And... Has to hear that fans don't care about the racing. Like, all this stuff. So, people were up in arms about that. Because, like, obviously, I watched some F2. I had right. not fully into it. I wasn't a fan when the crash happened. But, like, I've heard of this man before. Now I know a lot more. But, like, 
even I knew who the man was. I knew what that he went through. Like, would have and, the common respect <clears throat> to maybe do some. <laughs> and that is that to me is also just like that is prime example of like think before you speak. Of yes, just like, exactly. Like, okay, if you don't know who he is, like, all right, that's that's fine. But don't yeah. look at it. Do not look at him in the eye and just be like, ah, I don't really know who you are, and I don't, I don't really he care. Literally, like, like if he's sitting next to me right here, he turned and said, "I have no clue who you are." Could I've just you? Been like, hi, I'm like, I'm a little unfamiliar yeah. with you. You know, can you tell me your story? You know, and then there you go. You get How, the same if, yeah. like result of like. And I don't he really looks so he looks so uncomfortable through the whole thing. Juan Manuel Carrera, like he looked I mean, annoyed, is... he looked pissed. I mean, he even went after all this was going on. He posted on like an Instagram story, and he was like, "Should I start a podcast?" And did like the yes or no. <laughs> so he was kind of taking like a little bit of a funny way out of it, but still, like, I felt awful for him. The, um, the pit stop boys they put out an apology yesterday. Literally, it was not an apology; it was their PR management apology. Of course. Um, like black background, white text, nothing. Someone on Twitter discovered that they used the chat yes. GPD to create this it. Is the, this is the point that I was going to bring up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. like, there are AI analyzers that will read a document for you and like give a probability of like, this was maybe written by AI. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like 85% of it or something like Almost like, all caught, of it. Like, caused, like, red flags for, like, this is probably written by AI. Yeah. Like. And there's been I, nothing I, since from them since. Literally nothing. Like, when I saw the apology, I was like, okay, uh, whatever. Like, I want to actually hear from them. But then when I saw the tweet that it was probably written by AI, I was like, oh, my God. That's even worse. That, <laughs> like, yeah, that is just. I, <sighs> and F1 Twitter, I will say, get on their good side. They have taken their Spotify rating from it was almost at five stars. They're now almost at like two stars because people have gone wow. on and like rated it low, writing the con like destroying them in the comments. Like cancel culture is obviously a little can be a little crazy, but in this instance, people now know that those pit stop boys were clearly in for it, in for the money. Like, yeah, and it, again, like I just I keep going back to like. Again, that's a think before you speak type thing where it's like, okay, nobody's nobody's gonna blame you if you're mm-hmm. unfamiliar with a certain piece right. We of get history. it. That was their like, whole premise of them learning the sport with right. their audience. Like that's your we whole all got it. that's your whole stick. Like we don't know everything about the sport. I mean, like that's like kind of like you and I. Like we don't know everything there is to know. Yeah, but like I'm putting like ourselves in that situation. Like I'm not gonna go on another f1 podcast with drivers and like i don't care if you don't don't care i don't care if you don't know (laughs) everything if you're if you're going on a podcast with somebody you're gonna know who's hosting it and you're gonna know a little bit about that person and yes if those people are former f2 drivers you're gonna know that so it's like that that you just don't you you wouldn't go on there like you and i wouldn't go on there and be like uh nobody cares about the sport you do like no. nobody cares. Nobody cares that you drive around the cars. People never... just care about like your personal lives. And it's like, yes, there are the fans that are definitely more invested in the drivers than they are the races. Oh yeah. But like, just to go on there and just be like, ah, oh, nobody cares. 
like that is that to me is just like that's super disrespectful that's like yeah such a bad taste and it's like why like why are you even gonna say that like I mean, yeah, they yeah, also, that, that I know the like, screaming meals, they also, like, the week before, there was, like, a little backlash with their one episode, nothing crazy, um, you probably haven't heard of her, her name's, like, her name's Lizzie McIntosh, she's a TikTok content creator, but now she does a lot of stuff for F1, what? She's a computer? McIntosh? No, what did I say? Oh, no, um, she now gets invited to the races and does, like, F1 TV stuff at the race. Like, if you're there, yeah. like, she's going around interviewing different people. So she was a guest on their podcast. And, like, they asked her, they're like, who do you think is the most attractive driver? She didn't miss a beat. And she's like, do you ask everyone that question? Because, like, obviously that's what people are like. You only watch it because the drivers are attractive. Yeah, well, they're covered for 95% of the telecasts. So yeah. What am I looking at? <laughs> like, yes, like... They had a little bit of backlash with then, like with the pit stop boys, and then the, the one driver's comment, them commenting like that on screaming meals. No one's really pissed at screaming meals because it was mainly the pit stop boys that were right creating their own downfall. And someone it, I saw someone they're like, "Wow, screaming meals are so smart to invite pit stop boys to take out their main competition and have one podcast." <laughs> we ever get an invitation from them, we're not going on the show. <laughs> no. We're not doing it. We're not doing Respectfully, it. we decline. No, yeah, that is just, like, I mean, yeah, it sucks for Screaming Meals that it happened on their show, so it's, like, everyone, like, if somebody's, like, telling their friend about it, and it's, like, oh, yeah, like, go listen to it, it's Screaming Meals episode this, Mm -hmm. like, by that association, like, you're gonna suffer a little bit, but, I mean, it's just, like, yeah, that's so, I I just, I can't imagine going on another F1 podcast, and I get it, one, you said wine was involved, so maybe they were a little bit drunk, but, yeah, but still, you're still, you're talking about this. You're literally saying like, "Hey, the whole reason that we're here today, and the whole reason that you guys have a show, and the whole reason that you, this whole thing that you love to do, nobody cares about." And it's like, mm-hmm. the what? thing you risk your life at every weekend, yeah. no one cares. The thing you, no you risk your life at, and the thing that, hey, I'm really sorry, your, you know, your friend died in a car accident that you were in or a racing accident that you were you almost lost your life in but i don't care about that i I just want to know what food you're going to go get at the grocery store this saturday and it's like Mm -hmm. what like no that's what like i wish i hope every person that gave this sounds awful and this sounds so cruel but i hope every person that gave them that cool opportunity regrets it because i only listen to i only listen to a few of their episodes so i was like oh okay cool like they're learning the sport so am i this is interesting but the num- I feel like the number one thing should have been when they were talking about going to races, they were talking about how much they had to drink. Like, if you're talking about that going to a race, yeah, that's, that's not, not my first thought. That's, that's not, not my first yeah. thought. <laughs> if I'm going to a race for a first time, like, if we go to, if we ever go to a race, like, the first thing I'm talking about is, like, holy shit, these cars are faster. Holy shit, this is so cool to be here and experience this. And, like, I would just, be like, literally so overwhelmed, overwhelmed with, yeah. yeah. Everything. That is not, I'm not going to like walk in and be like, where's the bar? Like, yeah, where's the bar? Give me a drink. Yeah. No, yeah, they like, like they've been invited to team garages. They like, like I said, the Ferrari boys were on their podcast. Like they literally have had so many insane opportunities that yeah, that's, they all, they basically just shit on all those opportunities. Like, and said, screw you. Screw you. Nobody else cares. And we don't care. We were just in it because this was a big thing blowing up and we, hopped yeah, on. I think, I literally think they saw that it was blowing up and hopped on to the hype dream. Yeah. What they but said. That's, but yeah. yeah, that's really that's really stupid. And 
don't use chat GPT to write your, your apology letters, folks. Don't do that. No. And like, even at the end, they were like, we'll come back better from this or something like that. What everyone always says. And I'm like, no, I don't think you should come back because no, I don't, don't think to anyone's going to listen to you. Yeah. You're not going to get anyone cool. No, your numbers are going to collapse. Yeah. I mean, they already are, but like, you're not going to get anyone. Um, but yeah, well, so that was. I was joking earlier, by the way. If Screaming Meals wants us to come on the show, we will absolutely <laughs> come on the show. I am more than happy to come on the show. Please. Um, we probably because like indie cars in America, so like there's more than one shot to like go to an indie car race. I also saw apparently indie car. If you buy tickets to indie car, you automatically get a paddock pass. Oh, like it's included. What? So like anyone can go into the paddock, and indie car is so much cheaper than F1. That's cool. We should do that. We should do that. I know they we're going have. To we're going to the indie car race. They were just in making the declaration now. They were just in uh, Long Beach, California, but like they're all over. Hmm. So you still get to see McLaren because he is involved. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So that was the craziness. I definitely wanted to take time. More Onto happier topics now, though. More fun. The last two topics are fun. Nothing really of. Um, actually, it could bring up talking points. I'm going to ask you all of these. There's a lot, but I'm going to ask you all. So go ahead. Fire away. Ask, you want to do I'm like lightning you, round? Just like boom, 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 boom. Well, some of them are a little bit longer, but they're towards the end. These ones are some of the beginning ones. So it varies. It could be random topics with F1. It could be different tracks. So we'll go for it. Okay, ready? Oh, God. I got to think about tracks. Okay. Hold on. F1, this or that. Let's <clears> go. <laughs> okay. Question one. Go ahead. Ferrari or, Ferrari or Red Bull? Ferrari. Silverstone or Monaco? Silverstone. A racetrack or a street track? Or a street circuit? A racetrack. A dry race or a wet race? A dry race. <laughs> Spa or Brazil? Spa. Hamilton or our incent? I can never say his name. Senna. <laughs> yeah, they're Hamilton also loves him, so that's why I put them next to each other. <laughs> I have to go I have to go Hamilton just because I'm more okay. familiar with him than Hamilton, yeah. The, yeah. I'm more familiar okay. with Hamilton, yes. A hairpin turn or a chicane? <laughs> a chicane. Chicanes are fun. Um Crofty or Ted Kravitz. <laughs> Crofty. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, Crofty. Um, a, a day race or a night race? Ooh, night race. A shoey with Daniel Ricardo or jumping in the pool in, at Monaco with Daniel Ricardo? Oh my God, a shoey with Daniel Ricardo. Okay. In a heartbeat. <laughs> be the FIA boss or be a team principal? <laughs> be a team principal. <laughs> I do not want okay, all that ready? backlash. I don't, I don't want all that backlash coming to me. No. Leclerc or Stappen? Leclerc. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I had to go with Leclerc there. Wait, pause. Did you see the Furious One Leclerc Monaco line? The jerseys. Yeah. They're coming out with just Leclerc and Monaco ones. I want every single one. Oh, that's like cool. a special release of like a few different jerseys. There's one that's like full maroon that says Leclerc. That's the one I want. Oh. Um. Okay. Back to the game. Keep overtaking going. or straight? Overtaking or straight line speed? Not really. I don't like that one. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight line speed because I love seeing. I love when you're you're on a like a cockpit camera and they have mm-hmm. the little graphic that goes on the the halo and it gives you like what gear they're in, what position they're in, like stuff like that, and you can see their speed. And I just love watching that number it's climb. Gone. And overtaking is can happen on straights, and it does happen on straights now a lot of times with DRS, but more most times as well, it happens on turns where they're going a little bit slower. So yes, straight line speed. Okay. Um attend every race or paddock passes to one specific race. And when I say attend, you're sitting in like GA, general mission. <laughs> paddock to one specific race. Okay, and what was that what would that one specific race be? I would have to say for this year, I would have to say Vegas. Just because yeah, yeah. I think the experience would be really cool. And then and having nice paddock race. passes for the first time that race happens. Yes, and it's a nice race. And it's a night race. I think that would be I think that would be I that would be really cool. Um, okay. Go skydiving with Hamilton or go on Leclerc's yacht. Go on Leclerc's <laughs> yacht. I hate skydiving. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Be a number two driver on a top team. Or be a number one driver on a midfield team. Be a number two driver on a top team. Okay. I want to go fast. Um, a close championship battle that comes down to the last race, or win it with races to go. A close championship battle with comes down to the last race. Okay. Would you rather win forty races but never win a championship, or win a championship without ever winning a race? Wait, what? How the hell does that work? <laughs> okay. That makes don't, no sense. I don't know why. I don't know what that one was. What that was. I think I some of these Guys, I pulled I'm champ, from but I didn't win it all this year. <laughs> um. Okay. Total Wolf or Gunther Steiner. Gunther Steiner. Okay. Check out our signs. Check Okay. Yeah. Um, Check Well, you said be a number two driver on the top teams. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Only win a race. You're, the only race you win is a home race, or you win every race but but your home race. Only win a race but a home race. Absolutely. So you like Leclerc, like Leclerc. He'll never, he's never gonna win his home race because he never has good luck. Yes, I something just like because I I attribute that to like going to like Phillies games, Eagles games, Flyers games, and it's like the energy in the stadium is like unmatched anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So like. Having having that energy throughout the day and then winning on that day, I would anytime I would have like a tough race or I would lose a race. Then after that, I would just think back to that day and I would be, I would. Be. That's why I think the minute the day Leclerc wins Monaco, that's going to be his number one. He could probably he could win the championship that year, but I think Monaco would always be his number one. Yeah, um, I say yeah. Okay. only only ever win a home race. This is racing relevant, but not F one relevant. Okay. Okay. Lightning McQueen or Doc. Hudson. <laughs> Come on. That's so unfair. Um thought it was a good. Doc, one. Doc Hudson. Doc Hudson. He's yeah. the OG. Go with the You know what came up with my TikTok the other day? That whole scene with the pit stop. The pit stop. When he goes pit super stop. fast. Yeah. When he knocks the What's it called? The mustache. The off mustaches of the other... off of the yeah. pit crew. Okay. 
Last thing, oh, also it? fun. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Oh, I really like that. That was fun. We can always come up with more. I that was. I'll have that. Well, I got to do one end, for you then. Yeah, some of them were hard to come up with by the end. So yeah, I mean, I had like almost twenty five, but I was I just deleted obviously that one that made no sense and yeah, <laughs> um, another one. Well, I was, was going to ask oversteer or understeer, but I don't know enough about either of them to make a decision. I don't know. I don't. I'm like sitting here being like, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have um, to, I don't think I know. I'm not confident that I know enough. Enough, yeah. Like to, to make that decision, but yeah, I don't know. Um. Okay. So now we picked six. We talked about this yesterday, very last minute. So I understand if you didn't do your homework, but I think yes, as sir. we're going through, you could probably think of, think of. I have, I have one for Hamilton and I'll, I'll try to think of, I'll try to think of others. Okay. So we picked six drivers. I think doing all 20 would have been too much. So we picked six drivers and we're comparing them to um, other professional athletes. It was inspired by a TikTok I saw. They were comparing Leclerc to Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees because they were saying that they're both with historic franchises or teams, but they have personal success, but the team doesn't ever have real team success. So I was like, ooh, okay, interesting. So – yeah, like I said, we picked six. So first up, um, Lewis Hamilton. I said Tom Brady. It was easy. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. I think – what's your reasoning? Because I think mine's very akin to it. Like very. Yeah, similar. I could also name other ones for him because I really just said they're both the greatest of their sports. Um, so that's why I could say other people are also the greatest of their sport. Um, like I could say like Michael Phelps because they're just – yeah. Win everything. So who do you have? Who were you thinking of? I was thinking Sidney Crosby. Just because, again, well. very, very good personally. But team is struggling. And it yeah, kind of works yeah. out perfectly because the year that Mercedes starts struggling, the Penguins just didn't make the playoffs for the first time since Sidney Cros- Crosby's tenure Four on the year. team. So mm-hmm. I think it, yeah, yeah. That's why that's what I thought of. Um, not to go off topic, but I literally saw someone compare they said Cindy Crosby is just Claude Drew with a a good front office. <laughs> yes. Because the minute he had Hexthaw. <laughs> the minute Um Yeah. Okay. Uh Max Verstappen. I said Patrick Mahomes. Now I said because they're both relatively they're not new to their sport, but they're relatively mm-hmm. have new success in the past few years. They've both are sh- like crazy talented. Um, they have a lot. They're going to have long careers. If Max Verstappen doesn't retire because there's too many races. Um, so yeah, so I said Patrick Mahomes for Max Verstappen. It was really hard. I try. I kept going back to hockey players, but I did split. I did give a good diff- Like I have, I have one. Okay, good. Uh, John Rahm from PGA. Okay. I don't know specifically when John Rahm started golfing or when he like got his tour card and, and became a, a pro golfer. But the guy that just won. Yes, the guy. Yes, John Rahm just recently won the just won the Masters last weekend. Um, he 
and Verstappen both had crazy dominant starts to to the year and to their respective seasons. Um, I mean, John Ron came out absolutely firing, and I think within like the first five tournaments had won like three. So, oh, wow. and, and like that's very hard to do in, in golf. So, yes, I would say, and he just he shows no signs of of stopping, and neither does Max. Oh, didn't he? Was he in? Wasn't he in the tournament this past weekend? I thought I saw. Like he, he didn't even take a week off. No, he just took it. He just he, he didn't take a week off. It was it's a little skewed because it's it was an elevated event. Um, oh, okay. Basically, what that means is like the the tournament for the weekend, the payout purse is a little bit higher, and a lot of the bigger names on the PGA are required to play in the event. Um, so oh, that's so why you saw one. like John Rahm <laughs> and and Scotty Scheffler and everything there after competing in the masters um but yes i mean like he's such a he's such a dominant golfer and like if you want any kind of clue as to how good he is like go watch his first round of the masters where he double bogeys the first hole and then goes seven under for the day and it's like wait i love that it came out that zach Ertz and um jj watt were uh, oh, <laughs> wait, what, the JJ watt? yeah <laughs> they were yeah. texting him before <laughs> They texted him beforehand, and I I think the funniest part about that is Zach Ertz literally says in the group chat they have, saying like, "Don't first, play like us." Or the something. first yeah. hole looks like a walk in the park, and then mm-hmm. he double bogeys it, and then Zach Ertz on the side texts JJ Watt and goes, <laughs> "Oh, double bogeys the first hole, horrendous." And I was the like, best, "I this think is wasn't great. it JJ Watt? He was like, we told him to play good, not like us." Yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> No, and was, then someone I, yelled, someone yelled, "Go birds!" As he was did taking, yell, "Go birds!" Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that one—that's a good one. Um, yeah. Okay, well, Claire. Now hear me out. Hear me out for this one and our last one, the last person on the list. Okay. I said Connor McDavid for Charlotte Claire. Kind of like going off of the video that inspired this. They're both okay. extremely talented. They both are playing for teams that have a history of winning. Yep. Um, they can be dominant if they get it together, but they just haven't in the past few years. But they're both like the stars of their team. They're both they do insanely well with what they're given. That's why I chose Connor and David. Thinking. Anywhere I can tell. I think I have <laughs> I think I have one, but it's not it's not my best comparison because I'm not as familiar with this sport. What sport is it? I'm going. I'm going Joel Embiid from the Sixers. Oh. oh. I know the aspect of like <clears throat> the aspect of like a traditional like historic team isn't there or like doesn't really connect from when you're looking at Ferrari versus. No, like, I kind of get where you're going though. But like. Like you kind of said, like they're both very talented, but yeah, the thing that I'm thinking of, and this is where it could be completely wrong. So this might be me straight up talking out of my ass, but I'm at least pretty sure that the running joke with the Sixers in the playoffs is that they ne- they never get past round two, and yeah, it's like we're dominant round in round one, and then round two comes and we just like shit the bed, and mm-hmm. that just reminds me of all the troubles that Ferrari has as a team of just like. We're, we're looking so good, like, we got two great drivers, blah, 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 and then it's just, like, the team is 
the cause of the issues and it's not like one singular person it's like not just that person yeah it's not just him and it's like nine times out of ten when i see joel Embiid in, in like headlines or on articles it's for a good reason like he had a dominant game or something um and again this i could just be talking straight up out of my ass here but that's my yeah charles leclerc joel Embiid. I like it. And I've John Bean is also an F1 fan. I remember seeing that he was tweeting last year talking about different races he, and Leclerc an specifically. So I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a ch- if there was ever a picture that comes out with Leclerc sitting next to Joel Embiid, I would just lose I would lose that my would mind. A, that would need to go on a shirt like right away. <laughs> yeah, I would need it. I'll blow it up. I would print it. Um Okay, I am now looking at this and I'm not loving it, but I will make it make sense so let's let's hear Sergio it. Perez Sergio Perez so I know I compared Hamilton to Patrick Mahomes but I was going off the fact that Perez is Verstappen's teammate they do and don't get along there's rumors that they just don't get along at all um so I compared him to Shaq <laughs> okay hear me out, hear me out. because by the end of their by the end of their time together Shaq and Kobe Bryant didn't like each other Oh. They didn't get along. They weren't the greatest, but when they were good teammates and good teammates, they were unstoppable. Right. So that's what that's why I connected Perez to Shaq. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna go. Oh, it's really dark one. in here. I have a good one for this. Okay. I'm, all right, Sergio Perez. Mm-hmm. 2017, Nick Foles. Okay, okay, okay. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And here's why. Here's why. Because he's second in line. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of dismisses him. But when he needs to get it done, he gets it done. He gets it done. He gets it done. Yep. That's a good one. When Perez needed to win that that Grand Prix this year, I'm blanking on which one he won already. Um, Jetta. Jetta, yeah. He got it done. He, like, got it done. When... Carson Wentz got injured in the 2017 season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles steps up, takes us to the Get Super Bowl, gets it done. That's my that's my comparison. That might be my favorite that's one good. so far. That's I a like good one. That. Um, Fernando Alonso. Are you ready? I'm going hockey with this one. Fernando. Okay, go ahead. I said Yager because he's just – That's good. He's old. They're both old. They're both still going. They're still going. And somehow still performing well. Maybe Yager's not performing that great, but I feel like he is performing pretty well still wherever he's playing. So, yeah, that was that was the easiest one. As soon as I picked him, I was like, Yager. I also said Chara, too, because he was also old. He was also old, but, like, by the time he retired, he was playing with people that were, like, babies when he was first in the league. Um, and that's how I feel like Alonzo and Lance Stroll, it's like a – father-son duo because of their age gap but um, i like it yeah yager was my number one i have one also a hockey player claude Giroux. oh and i'm kind of going the same angle that you are but like i obviously we had watched claude Giroux from the start of his philadelphia flyers career to the end of the end of his flyers career and there i forget like who was on the team when like drew was it like a young like rookie so it's like when i think about that it just feels so long ago to me long when ago. he joined the team like super long ago 
we were also ch- like children, like legit children. When right. <laughs> so like, it just feels like he's just like always been on the flyers yeah. and he kind of has, but well, he pretty much has cause he has always played for the flyers, but kind of the same thing with Fernando Alonso. It just feels like he's always been in F1. Like he's always just been there. Like, yeah. He's always. And then like when we were talking about the, the Australian grand prix, um, in 2002, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 2002. Like he was there. Like he was there. Yeah. And it's like, he's just always there. And it's like Claude Roux to me is such always been there has always been on the flyers teams. Even when he's not, I'm like, Oh, Claude Roux is probably on that team. Like that's yeah. just, that's my, that's my comparison. Cause it's like those, those are two guys. It's like f- for my entire knowledge of the sport and the team, they're always there. Wait, you know what I, I'm going off before my last one talking about that, how like you, when like the generations cross with different players or drivers, I saw a tweet the other day. People were someone's like, I totally forgot that by the end of Michael Schumacher's career, Daniel Ricciardo is an F1. Like, do you think about them driving at the same time? That just that doesn't track to me. No, it that feels, feels that so feels weird. so wrong. Hmm. Um. Okay. And last one, Lando Norris. Also, hear me out. Okay, I said Travis Konechny. Affectionately, TK. <laughs> because they're both on teams that are, aren't are the greatest or haven't yep. been. Um, but they're both – they have the potential. They can do it. They can be the difference maker on their team. They can score in the points or score however many goals TK just had. So, yeah, TK and Landon Norris was my – Mom might like Landon Norris after I tell her that, after she hears that one. <laughs> I'm struggling on this one. He was hard. Because I'm, tr- I- I'm trying to think of like a young talent that kind of the same thing is on like a struggling team. Mm-hmm. But like people love. That's what like I wanted to go back to how I compared them to the Ducks, and I was gonna say Zegris again, but like I didn't want to use the Ducks again with McLaren. I think I got to skip on this one. I think I think I have to skip. I have no idea. Yeah, no, this one was hard. I can't think of one. Well, I didn't choose anyone else. I was trying to think of like other drivers, but like I couldn't think of someone that I could relate to George Russell or like Valtteri Bottas. I was trying to think or like I was even trying to do like, like like Daniel Ricardo. I was trying to see like who's even someone like kind of not fell off but you know what i mean like stopped but that even that one was if you wanted if you wanted to go for daniel ricardo one and this is the first person that came to my mind so it's, it's definitely not the best choice i i would say brandon marsh on the phillies just because oh they're those two personalities, I feel like, gel really well. Yeah, yeah. And like they would get along really well. But again, that is like the first. That's like the first person that came to my mind, and I'm yeah. going on that pure surface level of just like they seem like they have a lot of fun with what they're doing, and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, that. That's my like in-depth that. That analysis there for Daniel Ricardo. Of Daniel Ricardo, um, yeah, but I couldn't think of anyone else. 
Yeah, I, I can't think of one for Norris. But I think that was pretty good. I got I got five out of yeah, the... Yeah, you were quick. Five out of the six out right of the off six. the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Can always come up with more, but we got it. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of F1 Underground Podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the show, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Underground F1 and on Twitter at Underground underscore F1. As always, we'd like to thank Kyle and the guys over at Underground Sports Philadelphia for helping us make the show happen and go give that a show a follow. We will be back next week with pre-race week content. Thank, thank the freaking Lord. Yeah. Thank the freaking Lord. We'll be able to discuss, I believe, the new qualifying session we'll be going through. So we'll have a lot yeah, to Yeah, most discuss. likely. I can't wait. So um, thank you, everyone. We got a pose because he's not on here. Ah, uh, Kyle. <laughs> I'm gonna get my my eagle shirt in there so that way. Um, you can go first. I know I talked about a couple of eagles guys. So okay, I'll go like this. Perfect. <laughs> that was long enough. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Lights out and away we go.